What's up, NBA fans? Welcome back to the Default Podcast. Uh, you're tuning in again. Um, this week, we're going to go over our, our all-star picks. Um, and then, you know, just end the episode with some regular trivia and in NBA history, stuff like that. So uh, with me, as always, we got Lee and Peyton, and we'll, we'll dive right in. So um, you guys want to start with the Western Conference? Yeah. Okay. So either of you want to go first with your with your starters? Uh, I can go first. Okay. Uh, I'll start with the forwards. I got LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi. Um, pretty three basic ones. I mean, they're all going to be in there, and they're probably going to be the ones starting. And then I got Curry and Luka as the guards. Okay. I had the same three forwards, so LeBron – Kawhi and Nikola Jokic and then I have Steph Curry and Damian Lillard as my other starter really yeah yeah I had the same as you Tyler okay yeah I think Damian probably deserves it a little bit more than Luca just because what oh yeah oh yeah I, I looked at the numbers I looked at the numbers and compared like it was it was tough between I had Luca written down but I crossed him out and I put Damian in there um, he's shooting a little bit more efficiently, especially from the line. He's shooting like 95% from the free throw line. Okay. If you're going off free throws, then LeBron hey. should be in there. What? No, that's well, not, no, 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 that's no. not a stat. You should pick your all-star by what? I that's the, that's the one, like one of the stats that I determined between Damien and Luca. It's not, I'm not using that for every player. I, I, I know. Just, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I so mean, da- to me, Damien deserved I mean, it a little bit more. I mean, 29, 9, and 9, I mean, I, I guess those aren't all-star numbers, but I mean. Well, it, I think Damian, he's averaging, what, 30 points and 11 and a half assists or something like that? Oh, he's averaging Dame? 11. No. No, he's the no, not. Dame sure. has 29, 5, and 7. 29, 5, and oh, okay. 7 assists. Okay, well, that's who I picked just because of that. I yeah, guess. no, I, I, I'm right – I'm with you, Tyler. I think Dame deserves it more. I mean, not saying that Dame's the better player than Luca this year. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I think we got to start by saying that the whole all-star thing is absolute joke. Like, none of this stuff is should have any implications in Hall of Fame status, how good yeah. you are. It right. should have it should have none of that. I just want to start off by saying that. So <laughs> I mean, screw it, put Lillard in there. What's it going to hurt, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely agree and with he, the – His nope. team, he is, like, performing better with his team. Like, his team is mm-hmm. looking better. Like, you hear all this stuff about how the Mavericks are looking down. They're looking like like they should be better, you know? I, that's But it's not Lucas' fault that they're really losing games, so that's what uh, – yeah. I was just going to say, mean, that's the second it thing is for me. Dame's, It is I, I Dame's know. fault that they're winning, you know? Yeah. Like it's Dame's fault Suppose. that they are winning games. So that's how that, I look at it. That's a second factor for me putting Damien into my starting five instead of just the reserves between him and Luca is that the Trailblazers are better than the Mavericks. So that's definitely going to factor in, especially with the media. Right now. Like, no, yeah. Wait on it. Wait on it. Yeah, we got what? Maybe a they're, month left until they're starting break, to gel. So. The Mavs are starting to gel. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Nobody – I think we were all all the same on all the forwards. I think LeBron, uh, Jokic, and Kawhi are definitely all deserving of starting spots this year. They're all – LeBron's playing crazy for a 36-year-old. I don't think a, a 36-year-old has ever done anything like this before, averaging 29, eight rebounds and nine or ten assists a game. That's crazy. 
Um, and he's actually pretty efficient this year too. I mean, yeah, he still can't hit free throws at an impressive rate, but that's, that's, he's struggled with that his whole career. Um, but in terms of like shooting percentage and he's actually shooting pretty good from three too. So uh, yeah. Le- LeBron's been playing very, very well in my opinion this year. And it's LeBron's crazy. He's, yeah. As a 36 year old, it's, it's crazy. It's the, yeah. LeBron's been good. Yeah. Did you guys see last night that he got uh, him and Kuzma got um, what was it? What, I think they got talked to or like they were warned by the NBA for violating the anti-flopping Flopping. rules because they both flopped yeah. in the same game. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that the NBA is finally like how long has it taken him a long time to actually like crack oh, down? LeBron should have got fined for that one, bro. That one yeah, was all, the worst it's one. It's all ever. this stuff and then they get a warning. Yeah, like, that should have been a fine for like a hundred. I agree. The guy hit him with his pinky finger on the forearm, and LeBron went to the ground. Mm-hmm. LeBron is it's six. Awful. LeBron is six that, eight two forty. That's not yeah. like LeBron should be falling all over the place. Yeah, and it was Dylan Brooks who who yeah, did that. No, so it no was shot. <laughs> no three inches shorter. You know. Yeah. No, I think I think it's it's a good sign that the NBA is finally starting to crack down on this stuff. And I agree, they, it should probably just go to straight to fines. Like, forget the warnings; just start finding these players. Then it'll it'll stop just like that. You know. Oh, and I, Luke is my favorite player, but the thing that pisses me off most is when he pump fakes and jumps into that should yes. be out of the league. That like, I understand. Like, Luca gets a lot of his points that way, but like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be able to jump forward and get contact. If you're creating the contact, it shouldn't be a foul. If anything, it should be an offensive foul on you and a fine after the game because that is – it's getting annoying to see. It's the same thing as – That's how it is, though. Jumping backwards. They, that's, te- technically, that's the rule. Like, you can't create the contact. Yep. Yeah, but they don't they, enforce but it. When, but when they jump forward, like, they say it's their natural jump shot. Like, they say that that's the, that's the movement that they make when they're taking a the jump shot. So, no I mean, shot. I think they so, have to do more fun. They have to do – they have to work the rule a little bit more so they can, they can take that out. Because right now, they're, they're following the rules. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. It's legal. Right. So two things. One, this all started from when Zaza Pachulia landed underneath Kawhi Leonard when he was with the Spurs during that playoff series. I think that's what started this whole thing. And that's why players like took they took advantage of that. So they're well, gonna Harden's try been to doing create. this since his for so long. Harden's well, right, been doing but this for it, longer than that. He was the only guy doing it for a long time. But now you look at almost every guy is doing it today. And it's Lucas, it's a problem. Luca's by far the worst of them now. Like yeah. I see him every game. I see him do it at least four or five times. And it's mm-hmm. like, why, man? Just play basketball. Like you don't right. need to live at the free throw line. You shoot free throws at seventy four percent, anyways. You should be staying away from the fucking free throw line. So yeah. And so my second point is that I think it's this is kind of on the refs too because they're letting these guys get away with it. You know, mm-hmm. if they really wanted to stop it, they just wouldn't call anything. You know, because then it's just I, see, I see the I see the dilemma with it though because a lot of people are going to start arguing. Well, how do you not call some something like that when a defender crashes into the guy with the ball who's shooting in the shooting just motion, like testing it, you know? Right, but that's the thing and that's going to get it to stop is if the refs just quit calling this shit. You know, it does not need to happen, and this does not need to become basketball. Well, and they're not going to do that just all of a sudden. Either. I know like they're not just gonna after all-star break be like like <laughs> Luke is just gonna be jumping over people and they're not gonna call it like that you're not gonna see a sudden change there's gonna have to be a lot of things that happen for that rule to get out of out of the league because it's 
it's now like secured itself within the league, right? It's a way to score. So yeah, well, it's, 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 uh, it makes the defender look like it, they're, they're fucking up too. Cause they're just trying to contest the jump shot and they get punished for it. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they're just trying to like, either they get shifted behind to where they're lower than they should be to where they jump up to where they have to jump to contest. And then like, they're going to land in front of them anyways. There's not, they're not going to be underneath the player unless they jump forward which they do mm-hmm. so do you guys have any like suggestions on how to fix this kind of rule just don't oh. call it because it's putting them in a bad shooting spot like it's a bad shot jumping mm-hmm. forward from like not having your feet underneath of you is a bad shot in general so then players just continuously doing it that they're gonna miss so many three-pointers by doing it i don't think i've ever seen luca made one, make one of them like he's yes. always like, I don't think I've ever seen him make one. So I think it's pretty rare that players actually do make that shot. It's just they get three free throw attempts from it. I know. know. Yep. It's, it's dumb. On to the bench. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to go into our uh, Western Conference reserves. So two guards, three forwards, and then two players of choice um, is the normal format. But um, if you guys did it differently, you you go you go right ahead. All right. Um, I got Davis, Paul George, and Zion for the bench forwards. You um, mean Anthony Davis, right? Yeah, yeah, Anthony okay. Davis. Yep. Okay. And then uh, for the guards, I got Dame and Jaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then Jaw. there's there's two more. Two oh more yeah. And first. then I got Devin Booker and Shy. Okay. I just like they're both playing good, and they're I mean Shy is on a losing team, but I mean he's his play is good, so. Okay. Peyton? All right. Um, yeah, I did mine a little bit differently. Uh, I guess I could basically do it the same way. So I would have um, – I guess I'd have Luca and C.J. McCollum in there. <clears throat> and then I would have Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, and PG-13. And then I would have Shy and Brandon Ingram off the, off the last two or whatever you guys want to call them, reserves, whatever that is. So you think CJ deserves a spot, even though he's been injured for a few weeks? I think he's still going to Yeah, yeah. I think for... he's missed, like, I think he's missed 10 games or something like that, and he's going to miss more. But mm-hmm. he's putting up 20, 26.7, 4, and 5. That's enough for an all-star spot for me. Okay. Like, for and sure. they're winning. The Trailblazers are winning. They're playing really good. And CJ has, like, he's not hiding behind Dane, right? Like you guys said how Bradley Beal was hiding behind Westbrook. Like wow. he's not CJ isn't doing that. CJ's, I mean, when he's on the court, he's playing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to. I don't, I don't. I guess I don't know the exact timetable of his injury. I've heard that he might not be back by the All Star break, but I mean, who I knows? mean, I don't. The yeah, this is who I think should be an All Star this season. I mean, I don't right. care what the voting. If you look at the voting right now. Bro, Andrew joke. Andrew Wiggins has the seventh. Stupid. He has the seventh highest votes in the Western, like uh, forward spot. If and he's on this the- is what you have to be an All Star in order to go into the Hall of Fame. Remember, an All Star and Andrew Wiggins is like yeah. five right now in the league. So just just take that into mind. How much of Andrew Wiggins getting the votes is him just playing with Curry and like the Curry? Like hundred well, percent. Yeah, he's that's on exactly the Warriors. He's yeah. on a fan base that has been involved in all-star voting and been involved with their players because they've been good in the past. 
Clay Thompson so now, hasn't even played a game and he's 10th. Yeah. So that just I was just going to say that. that Clay, he's 10th he's in voting too. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous how. So the I thing thought is. I the Zaza though, Pachulia rules in there. Like right. Right. Like, it is. So the thing that is that most people don't realize right now is that this is all fan voting, like player voting yeah, and coach yeah. voting have it, and media voting haven't come into play. Yet. Yeah, so this yeah. is all fan voting, um, which it is like. shouldn't it's, be involved at all. Eh, I don't know if I agree with that. I they think should be like a ten. They should be like less. a fifteen percent like weight to no, a bit. Less than that. Like I, I would give them the littlest amount as yeah. possible. Yeah, they, for sure. The fans but... don't know. The fans watch, but yeah, the, the casual fans are recorded that watch. <laughs> yeah, the, I definitely the casual think fans it's... are the only ones that actually vote. I don't think I've ever voted for an all NBA All Star. I definitely haven't. There's no reason. Vote I'm not going to take my time. That <laughs> my time yeah. to vote for an NBA All Star. So I definitely think the format of the All Star voting needs to be changed. I don't think fans should have a 50% vote like which they do now. I think it should be you know maybe split three ways. Like I, I've heard that projection before, like 33% players, 33% media, 33% fans, but. Still, I think that's media kind of, is even too hot. Like media right. people don't know. They just I th- they work with basketball. Like yeah. How many of them actually like are diehard like NBA fans who look at I, the a lot of the media is like journalists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you told me it's fifty percent journalists and fifty percent players and owners and stuff like that, I'm, no complaints. No complaint. I would, uh, I would I'd rather give it like, to the media who's there every day, has to invest their life into watching and, and writing about the game, than a bum who sits on his couch and watches, like, doesn't even know who John Moran is. Well, like, that guy gets a vote. I don't got, know. I don't know. Who don't got know. voted in over Bradley Beal last year? I know it was someone bad. But... Oh, my. Um... Uh, was Goran Dragic, was, it, was he in there last year? I think so, yeah. I think. Yeah. Look at all of them. Look at all of them. None of those. Like, maybe the starters deserve to be in there. But Bradley Beal was better than almost everyone on that bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely think something like at least 50% players and coaches, and then maybe like 25% media and 25% fans or, you know, something down the lines of that. I think it needs to be changed up a little bit, if you ask mm-hmm. me. This fan voting, it's just ridiculous. And I don't know why the NBA doesn't see that. Like, Clay Thompson is 10th in voting. He hasn't played a single game because he's hurt. For two years. He hasn't played for the last two years. Like, right, right. What? Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. Make sense. Who do you got uh, for your reserves? Yeah, yeah. So, my reserves for my two guards, I've got Luca and Devin Booker. Um, and my three forwards, I've got Paul George, Christian Wood, and Brandon Ingram. And Because Brandon Ingram is putting up – I looked at it on basketball reference. I looked at his stat lines. It's almost identical to the the stats that he put up last year. Okay. Um, and he was an all-star last year. So I think he's deserving of a spot. So, um, and then my last two players of choice, who I'm surprised that, you know, you guys haven't mentioned anybody from the best team in the West right now. I've got Donovan Mitchell get, and Rudy Gobert. So. Get that out of here, man. That is the fakest hey, news, man. No, I don't no, know. No, no, that no. is the fakest news I've ever heard. They have been – they just take the regular season seriously. That's all it is. Like that's it's, like the Bucks. Like they're just gonna. Isn't be that the what top. the All Star Game is about? Is regular yeah, season stats? But they're not the best team in the West, man. Come on, you're lying to yourself if you think they're the best team in the West. I'm just saying in terms of standings right now. Oh, they're number one, uh, the number one yeah, team. Yeah, okay. But you're gonna give that game. solely on Don. You're gonna put that solely on Donovan Mitchell. 
Like no. Donovan Mitchell has brought them to number one more. No, that's why I have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as my two players of choice. I think both oh. of them look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. They're yeah. playing really well. They're gonna I, lose second round anyways. They, they can't yeah, win a playoff series. Hey, if Donovan once it gets Mitchell closer is, to playoffs, I might I might have to bring up a bet for this. So if you guys are interested. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested. All in okay. for a bet again. Like Donovan Mitchell has proven he's inconsistent. Rudy Gobert, I mean, the Jazz in general have proven that they're inconsistent in playoffs. They're playing great right now, and it's team basketball that's making them great right now. It's mm-hmm. not Donovan Mitchell. It's not Rudy Gobert. It's the whole team. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, I thought about putting um, putting them in there for the record, you know, putting one of them in there just for the record, but you can't because it's not one of them who's doing the job. It's the team. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't like I don't like how inconsistent um, Donovan Mitchell is. He's so he's too unsafe to to go all out on yet. You know, I mean, I would take Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray has shown that he can, he can win a playoff series. He can win. Him. He can win a playoff series. So, two of them, in fact. I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell has the bigger ceiling. But if you're going to talk about consistency, it's it's Jamal Murray, the one who's proven it. I think you're thinking way too hard about this. This is a regular season award here is what All-Stars voting is. And since the Jazz are the best team in standings in the Western Conference right now, Donovan Mitchell's putting up great numbers. Rudy Gobert is actually playing really well. He's putting up great numbers this year, too. He's, like, averaging 16 points, 14 rebounds a game, and a couple – like, two blocks a game. That's, that's pretty I, good. I'm, but – Look at DeAndre Ayton. Ayton's putting up about the same exact thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, they're the Suns are one of the worst teams in the West. We could, so we could find another. You know. I mean. <laughs> I know. I know. I've got a couple injury replacements that I've got written down that could possibly take the place, yeah, and they probably will. Rudy Rudy Gobert is probably a long shot for a, a reserve, but in my mind, I think he deserves it. Over Wait, did you just say the Suns that. were the wor- one of the worst teams in the West? They're number four. They're sixteen. Are they? I, holy crap! I, I guess I haven't. Yeah. Been, Attention to, to Phoenix this year. I was gonna say, no way are they the worst team in the West. Get that, wow. get that out. Yeah, they just, I don't know. They've been playing what? I don't know. It's been weird. Yeah, I think DeAndre Ayton's like stepping up though. He's not stepping up with the points. He's stepping up with defense, just defense and rebounding. Like he's a, he's changing that team a lot. I think they're gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. So you healthy. actually, you actually bring up a good point. Do you think that this is all because of Chris Paul? Because look how good Dude. DeAndre Jordan was when Chris Paul and him played together with the Clippers. I, I haven't DeAndre watched Jordan was a nobody before that. You know, I, I haven't watched many of the Suns games, but I wouldn't doubt it if it was Chris Paul. Chris Paul, look what yeah. he did with that Thunder team. Like mm-hmm. that Thunder team, won, well, like yeah. they went to seven games with the Rockets. I know the Rockets got their shit clapped by the by the Lakers, but what team wasn't last year? You know, mm-hmm. so, like. I don't know. I just I think mean, it's to your a, point. Uh, yeah, I think I for the Suns, I think this was a 100% win for the Chris Paul trade. Oh, yeah. Like 100% because it's making the Suns uh, look at their top four in the West. Apparently, I had no idea, and they're just they're doing it on the radar under the radar because I didn't even know they were top four in the West. Yeah. And Chris Paul is, I think he's making Devin Booker even better too. Honestly, Devin Booker. Looks Anytime good you year. add Chris Paul to your team, you're getting better. He's getting players better. Like, there's no – if you're trying to argue that, it's – you don't have an argument. He mm-hmm. makes people better. So, I think 
obviously, yes, they are. Chris Paul makes that team better. It, they're bringing them to the five seed because what were they in the bubble? Like an eight seed? The uh, Thunder, yeah, they yeah, were fighting sure. for the eight yeah. seed. Yeah. 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 So, you know, so obviously Chris Paul makes them better. Now they have to do it in playoffs. Devin Booker has to show up in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. He's know? never played in playoffs. Um, though. This is his first He's never game. played in playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And DeAndre Ayton, he's got to show up, you know. He's got – He's got to prove that he can play in playoffs and the regular season. Like, he's got mm-hmm. a whole lot to prove. So, I think that team in general has a lot to prove. But I think that team has a lot of big players that is making their team, too. Yeah, like, like Michael uh, Mikal Bridges. Apparently, that guy is, like, one of, yeah, he's elite. one of the hardest working guys on their team right now. and Top five defender in the yeah. NBA right now, too. He's so, insane on the defensive end. He can guard one through – I mean, I wouldn't say five. One through four with ease, and he can mm-hmm. hit. I think he's shooting. I mean, check his three point, but he's I'll a three and D player right for sure. Oh, yeah, and he's he's, he's not perfect. a guy that demands Go the ball, you know. Yeah, he's a guy right. that's that that works perfectly with Devin, Devin Booker. Booker and Chris Paul passing, mm-hmm. you know. So, he's a perfect fit. He's averaging 14, 5, and 2 on 50% from the field, 38.7 from three. And eighty-two percent from the line. So what does he have? Like steals and blocks. That. Too. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that. and he's the number. He's a top five defender in the league. All yeah. those combined. That I mean. I'm interested to see his de- defensive stats, and then if you really want to get into it, look at his advanced stats and see what his plus minus is. That'd be that'd be uh, interesting yeah. to see his, as well. Um, he's averaging plus minus shouldn't be an advanced stat, by the way. Yeah, you guys can keep talking. Should it or should be? It. Shouldn't. It should Why? be an everyday stat. Plus minus so? is a huge deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I agree with that. It's a huge deal, and that's what you know. Everybody who knows what analytics are, they look at that stuff now. So I agree. It could it could probably be talked okay. like, into more conversations. So he's only yeah. averaging point um, six steals and one block a game. Hmm. But he's a top five defender. Yeah. I I hate stats. I hate yeah. it. It drives me nuts when people just stick to stats. No, yeah, he I'm just saying. He's a great, great yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, I wasn't yeah. trashing. Yeah, but he's like he's playing out of his mind right now, and he's definitely making an impact on that Suns team, mm-hmm. who's number right. five in the in the West. So, so I'm um, gonna try to look here for his advanced stats. I have it up here. I just gotta find the plus minus category. Okay. You guys can go on something. I don't know. Why it's not popping up here? Who'd you have for uh, injury reserves for the West? Is that is that what they're called? Yeah. So if one of the players that gets, um, if he, if, so if they get take, um, like one of the starters, because that that happens pretty soon, the starters get announced, and then you know they do their All Star draft, um, and they draft the reserves. Um, so that'll be coming up in the next few weeks. And then if one of those players is injured before the all-star game, then um, Adam Silver, the commissioner, he gets to pick the injury replacements. So um, my three injury replacements, I didn't want to go too deep into it because I don't think more than three players are going to be injured. If, if any, um, I have Zion, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Davis as my injury replacements. Oh, you don't even have Anthony Davis in there. No, he's not a reserve for me. I mean, okay. it, realistically, he probably gets in before Rudy Gobert. Just because of his name, yeah. Yep, and 100%. he's on the Lakers. So yeah. I I just think that 
he didn't earn the reserve spot from me. So that's why I have him as an injury replacement. Jesus. That's a hefty, hefty take on Anthony Davis right there. You guys okay, he just so hasn't been he's playing. Been, yeah, totally he's missed a lot of times. games. Yeah. He, he's Absolutely. hasn't been and, like he just he's, hasn't been playing like Anthony Davis of the past. Like this hey, year. we, we uh, heard it from uh, Draymond, and we yeah. talked about it last no, week. He, he's yeah. out of shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm agreeing with you guys that like Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis isn't Anthony Davis right now, but mm-hmm. n- not an All Star. Like he's easily a top three, four, or top three big man in the league. Right, but this Easy. is a regular season award, season to season. Get and this season, Anthony Davis body. just doesn't – he doesn't make the cut for me, so that's Who why I don't deserve to be an all-star in the 2021 season? It's these players. These players all are, so are my all-stars. These are all-star players. If you want to take this into Hall of Fame voting and take this in, like, this is GOAT status, then these are people who, in 2021 – deserve to have that mark on their name that's how i take this i don't i mean i i don't know i think the all-star break is a joke i think all of it is a joke but like i don't know if it's a joke because it's always anthony fun davis to... not in the anthony davis isn't a top player in 2021 no not this season because he hasn't been playing <laughs> like up to his usual level and he's missed a lot of games because of injury so to me this season so far, he has not played like an all-star. So that's why I'm I'm not putting him in there. And I think yeah. a lot of people think that. Well, actually, no, because he's like third in front court voting for uh, the fan votes, which is ridiculous in my opinion. He's but a, it's he's just like – Exactly. That's exactly what Lee just said. Because he's playing with LeBron, playing for the Lakers, and because of his name. You know, that's all it is. If It's just the casual fans. Like you mentioned before, Peyton, they, they don't know enough and they don't pay attention enough to know who actually deserves a spot. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Rant, Mikhail, rant over. Okay, let's hear this. You found Mikhail it? Mikael Bridges plus minus per 100 possessions is the plus 3.7 this year. Hey, it's in the positive, so that's a good yeah. thing. It's always a good yeah, thing okay. to be positive I mean, and plus minus. You have a four plus minus. You're doing well. Yeah. Yeah, that means you're taking away four possessions a game or per 100 possessions from a, from whoever he's guarding. He's taking that away from you know, that's so that's huge. He his rookie year was minus 7.2. So yeah. he's came a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's built to be a defender too. Like his his length, his size. I mean, he's not like a great big dude, but his no. length and quickness is it's like a Lou Dort. Just like just well, I can't defender. remember which he's way better which than one of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know. I can't remember which one of you two mentioned it, but um you said that he's like just workaholic. Oh yeah, I, I work. The Uli, yeah, and if you look at it like statistic, well, not really statistically. If you just look at the the past years of NBA, um, the really really good defenders, like you go back and you look at Kawhi, super good defender when he was with the Spurs and the Raptors. Even he was really really good before he became this this all star scoring guy. He was he was a super good defender, and that's what got the Spurs to their championship over the Heat that year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go and look at Draymond back when he was with the Warriors, he was a stud defender and, you know, he still is pretty good, but if you look at it, it's just because of hard work. If you're not a seven, six center, like Yao Ming was back in the day, like that's easy to block shots. If you're that tall, 
So most most it's guys, a, if you're gonna be known as a good defender, it's defense just is an effort. Hard work, exactly. Hundred percent effort. Anybody yep. can come out there and be a good defender. At least mm-hmm. be a good defender. Not saying they're gonna be great, but you can be a good defender just by giving good effort and consistent effort. Just because, like when you when you're going up against a guy who just puts all of his effort on defense, it sucks. I hate playing mm-hmm. against those guys. Like they just like they run you out at the gym. Like you just can't do anything. You can't dribble. You can't like, you just feel uncomfortable and you just, I don't know, you play like your game tightens up a little bit. Cause you can't, you just Definitely. feel like, yeah, I don't know. Takes so, it out of your rhythm, gets in your head, you know, yeah. it's just all those things combined. And to kind of put a bow on this little side conversation, like that's an impressive thing for Mikhail Bridges to be doing right now at 24, 25 years old. I don't even know how old he is. Yeah, I know he's well, really take, young, though. So take his age out. He came out of Villanova as I think a senior, a junior, yeah, I think he was a senior a on that Villanova yeah. year yeah. run. So he's a little bit older. This is his third year in the league, I think. Yeah, so, third. Yeah, like that's huge. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. So, um, yeah, uh, should we go to move to the Eastern Conference? Yep. Okay. Anybody want to go first with their starters? I shall go first. I go starting with the forwards. I have Giannis, Duran, and Embiid. And then starting guards. This one might get a little, you guys might take some heat for this one, but obviously Bradley Veal, but I put Zach Levine up in there for the starter. I, I thought about yeah. that. I thought yeah. about starting Zach Levine, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I have a, the exact same four picks as you. I've got Kevin Durant, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and then I have Kyrie Irving in there. I think oh, Kyrie's I a didn't step in Kyrie. <laughs> I wasn't putting Kyrie in this at all. You can't put him in the – you missed like 10 games just because you didn't want to play, you know? Like, I don't know if it was 10, maybe like five or six, but yeah, still. A little know. exaggeration. I, I get it. I get it. But since he's came back, he's – Oh, I don't know. His numbers are really well, pretty, pretty good, especially with Durant and Harden there. He's still putting up really great numbers. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I struggled with that that second starter yeah. spot between Zach Levine and and I even thought about putting Jalen Brown up there too. But, I thought about that one too. Yeah, that's who I have. So I so, have the same four. I just put Jalen Brown in there. Okay. Oh man, see that the problem I had with picking Jalen Brown as a starter is. Is he the best player on the Celtics? Like, can he be a starter over Jason Tatum? And that's where I struggled. I, I, that's why I didn't put him as a starter because I think if anybody from the Celtics deserves a starting All Star spot, I think it's Jason Tatum. But he's why? Not. Because of the name? he's no because, because he's he averaging the most the points, and he's he's their go to guy. I think you know he's his point. He's averaging twenty six or twenty seven points a game. He's shooting really well. Um, playing very well. I mean, the Celtics are okay. They're like 15 and 10 um, or something like that. I'll give you – let's compare them then. Jalen Brown has 26, five-and-a-half rebounds, three-and-a-half assists. Tatum has 26 – the exact same amount of points with seven rebounds and and four-and-a-half assists. They're putting up the exact same – they're putting up the exact exact same stats. What are the shooting splits? I don't have I don't have the shooting. Okay. They're shooting. They're, I know you're on it, Lee. You're yeah, you're I got it. Yeah, leave the look up there. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put if you want to put Tatum in as a forward, go ahead. If I mean Embiid, Giannis, and KD, but I say Brown deserves that. Brown is also playing ten times better defense than Tatum is. So I mean, yeah. let's let's take the let's take both sides into effect here. Mm. All right. Uh, 
Jason Tatum shooting 46% from the field, 41% from three, and 88 from the free throw line. 41% from three. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, his field goal percentage is low, though. Yeah. And then Jalen Brown shooting 51% from the field, 40, 41% from three, but 76% from the line. Give me right. that. They okay. have. All right. Yeah. He's playing go, good. This, this year, he's an all star. Sure. Yeah, I, I can get uh, along with that. I, definitely, he he will be an all-star. He's most improved a... this year, 100%. Look at this. At last year, 14.1, 4.5, 1. 1.6. Mm-hmm. On 47 from the field, 37.5 from three, and 68 from 69% from the free throw. He is most improved 100%. I don't see anyone else getting it. Like, he's, he almost doubled couple. his points. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. But he... Double like Christian points. Wood is playing out of his mind. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, that's Christian Wood has twenty-two yeah. and ten for sure. Like, but who is like Jason guy? Tatum's definitely going to be up for most improved. Like he almost, I think does. he deserves to be. He Jaylen almost Brown, uh, not Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, not Jason Tatum. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> he nearly doubled his points from last year. That's insane to do. So it's basically the same team that they had last year. Like what changed? You know what? How? Why did Jaylen. he? I don't development, know. development yeah. change for the love of God. <laughs> Development—it's a word that people don't even know. Like it takes a little bit for people to get used to the NBA, get like get going. You know, yeah. yeah. Jalen Brown is the perfect example of development player. When they took him, people in the cell—I remember that night when they took him, and people were like, "Like this guy's explosive. He's got—he's two-way." But like, why did we take him this hot? I feel like we could have – I don't remember who was in the draft, but I know that the Celtics fans thought that they could have taken someone else. Mm-hmm. I I mean, this guy – like, a perfect example is going to be Patrick Williams. Like, Patrick Williams might be a Jalen Brown where mm-hmm. he's disguised. You know, he's taken high. But give him a few years and watch him, watch him just have an outburst year like this. This is – I think this is the, the Jalen Brown. Maybe he'll come down a little bit. But maybe this is the Jalen Brown we start to see in the years after this, you know? I think that's a a fair take. Um, Development, yeah. If you're in the right – yeah, if you're in the right organization, you just look at other prestigious organizations in the past, like what the Mavericks did with some of their players throughout the years, what the Spurs did with some of their players. Like Manu Ginobili, he was the 57th overall pick, and look at how important he was for the Spurs. Look at – I mean, look at Isaiah Thomas on the same team. 59th pick and they didn't pick him but i mean he still went to their team and jimmy butler second round pick yeah draymond green yeah 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 it's 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 important to like you said development for sure give give them time if they want it enough they'll get better a hundred like and jalen brown obviously wants to wants to get better i mean he's Mm -hmm. taking the strides i think that's an interesting take you had with patrick williams though i i literally haven't heard of that dude since draft night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you're not like you're not going to you really right. won't like mm-hmm. he's but he's not when he was drafted he's not a player that you were gonna see jump over a dude put his nuts in his mouth and dunk on him. you yeah, know like right. that's not who he is he's a big defensive he's gonna take time but he'll, was he'll he come. was he the fourth pick or sixth pick fourth fourth yeah that's what i thought fourth. yeah he yeah, was a really was, high pick he was projected to go like towards the end of the lottery like you know, mid-teens is what I saw going no, into the draft. No, 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 no. Are you sure? 
end of the lottery. I thought so. Patrick Williams. No, I, I saw so. him inside the top ten. Okay. Or like okay. around ten. I guess. Yeah. But yeah either but, way, I mean, we're yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I know he was taken way higher than anybody thought he would be. So, yeah. I. Who knows what he's going to turn into? It's interesting that you think he'll be a Jalen Brown, but um, yeah. Uh, let's move on to to the reserves. Um, I'll, I'll just start this one off. So my two guards for the East Eastern Conference reserves, I have James Harden and Zach Levine. My three forwards, I've got uh, – wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah, three forwards. I got Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, and Nikola Vucevic. I know the magic suck, but he's still putting up really, really good numbers. So that's like – I've got something to say on him. Okay. And then my two players of choice, I've got Jalen Brown and DeMontis Sabonis. So – are we going through until you hit that talking point, or you want to hit that right now, Peyton? No, yeah, I can talk about it. Right now. I had Vooch as like my number seven guy, so he'd be like a a reserve. But this guy needs to be on a contender, and he needs to be traded now, like mm-hmm. not tomorrow. Now, this guy's putting up twenty four and eleven and a half and three and a half assists on amazing shooting this guy mm-hmm. is elite he's an elite post and you can't overlook him i he's so underrated in orlando it blows my mind that he wants to like he wants to stay and invest his time in orlando i would love to see what he could do with superstars and on a big contending team because he's proven it. he can score and he can do it effectively mm-hmm I think it's tough in the the GM role for the Magic now because of how many injuries they have. They've got like four or five guys out due to injury right now. So it's tough. I don't know. It's I don't think any major moves are going to happen with the Magic because I kind I think they're in the boat. Oh. They want to they want to see what they got when everybody's healthy. The Magic aren't making any moves. They just signed. Uh, they just signed Isaac. They just signed Fultz. I know. I know Fultz is hurt, but like you said, with the injury stuff. They have all this. In- they're not going anywhere. They're going to give Booch until his time is up. You know, mm-hmm. I, his contract might actually expire this, this offseason. So that would be interesting. But mm-hmm. they're, they're going to, I mean, they're going to invest in Booch. You know, mm-hmm. I, he's, he's doing well at 30 years old. He hasn't proven he's declining at all. So I think he's a guy who needs to be on a good team. For sure. Um, anyway. I get, I can go through I guess my guards um would be Levine and Harden and then my my forwards would probably be uh, Tatum, Bam and then I would play Simmons as the forward. Mm. And then I have Sabonis, Vooch and Trey Young as I guess my outsiders or whatever you call them. So no Kyrie Irving, huh? <laughs> no, Kyrie's on all side. Okay. It, I, I don't know. Harden's putting up 23-8 and 11 and a half assists right now. So that's way more than Kyrie's doing. And Ky- does Kyrie want to play basketball? Does he want to be a Brooklyn Net? I I, I honestly don't know. I like, see him hugging his teammates all the time. Down, so. like, I don't know. I it It's Kyrie's future – in basketball is interesting. I don't know if he's totally 100% in on basketball. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see how the season, the rest of the season goes, and you know, once playoffs come around, and if they 
if, if they're a first round exit, that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I don't We haven't heard anything about Kyrie Irving, his drama or anything since the James Harden trade. So that's probably a good thing, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I guess you never really know. I mean, it's been a month, not even. Yeah, I think a little, little over a month. Yeah, a little okay, so a little over a month. So then, got time. Mm-hmm. Got time mm-hmm. that'll fall apart. Give it time. What about you? Who, Who are your reserves? Yeah. Uh, I got Tatum, Sabonis, and Bam for the forwards, and then I got Jalen Brown and James Harden for the guards, and then I got Gordon Hayward and Simmons for the reserves. Okay. I think I think Gordon Hayward. I was a spot. thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, just uh, him and Trey Young. I think he definitely deserves a spot. He's everyone thought. I mean, I 120 million for him is a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. But this first year, it looks like they're getting their money's worth. You know, he's putting up good numbers. He's helping them win games. I mean, he's not their number one guy. I mean, he is their number one scoring option. I'm pretty sure, but he isn't. Yeah. Like, he isn't he's their, their number, number one, one ball handler. You know, like Lamelo oh, brings yeah. up the ball all the time. I mean. Lamelo is a big part to their wins, but Gordon Hayward's putting up amazing numbers, especially everyone counted him out, especially after that injury. So, I hey, definitely... so is Terry Rozier. He just cooked oh, yeah. the other night. Terry, 41 Rozier. Points. <laughs> Terry Rozier is proving everyone wrong because I don't think mm-hmm. anyone offered him a contract last year, right? Well, he got paid two Terry years Rozier ago, so this is his, it's his second year with the, the Hornets. I don't know, man. He's playing, he's playing pretty well. Terry Rozier sucks. And no, I'll say that you're wrong. Like, you're yeah, wrong about I don't that. Think you're, you're right. Terry Rozier is not good about. Terry Rozier does not suck. He does not suck. He's a good, like, solid point guard. I don't know. On a, on a good team, a he'd be a great backup point guard. But for the Hornets, he's a, he's a good starting point guard. What sucks about this? Twenty-four and three on forty-nine from the field and forty-five from three. What sucks? Well, about if you're gonna that? talk about the, the team is awful. Like, yeah, the, the, but the Hornets are not good. Are they in the playoffs right now? Yeah, they're six. Yeah. They're sixth right yeah. now. I, I think you got to check your facts, Peyton. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here. I'm hey. here. I, I, I'll place a wager on whatever you want. But if you want to say Terry Rogier is worth that contract. How much is he getting paid? Yeah, what is he getting paid? Like $15, $18 million a year, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's up not it's too 20. much. It's 20. You're paying Terry Rogier 20 mil. And I'm not paying him anywhere close to that. He's getting paid three year, fifty six million, so eighteen point eighteen point nine a year. Yeah, so that is uh, a lot to pay for that. But that's a he's, hefty amount for a, just a score. He's just, he's literally Lou Williams, if you think it. He's he's an athletic Lou Williams. That's no more, no less. And I mean, if you guys want to pay eighteen mil for that, for a, he wouldn't even start either. He'd be a backup. So I'm he's I don't a six know. Man. It, He's a stretch for me. I mean, the Hornets just like to overpay people, I guess, but they did over. Well, and it's very like, so two years ago when he took the contract, the Celtics didn't want to give him much at all. And that's who he was with. And he was really played really well. Scary Terry back in the playoffs. Like he was, yeah. he was so good, yeah. but the Celtics didn't want to pay him because they already had a bunch of guys. I think Gordon Hayward was still on the roster. So they owed him a lot of money. Jason Tatum got his extension. Jalen Brown got his extension, you know, so they had a lot of guys on the rock. I think Al Horford was still there too uh, before he got traded or before he signed with Philly. Two yeah. years ago. So yeah. yeah, he he just took the bag and you know, props to him. He's getting paid eighteen million dollars to play a really good role on a okay Eastern Conference team. Elite 
Hornets team. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. In Hornets history, this is an elite team right here. I mean, six hey, they seed, might make knew? the playoffs. Yeah, six seed, who knew? Playoffs. You know? Right, right. But so. like what they're the exact same place that Kemba brought them. Like Kemba I the thing is, is that like you have Gordon Hayward, you have Terry Rozier, you have yeah, you have the team that you have right now. Terry Rozier, his contract is going to come up, and you're he's probably not going to take any less than twenty mil. It's looking like it, right? He's playing like it. So, do you want to pay Terry Rozier twenty mil? No, you don't pay. You have to in pay their current Gordon. state right now, Peyton. Like, who do the Hornets have? Like, no one wants to go to Charlotte. No one like, no like they're not a big market for free agents. So. Like paying Terry Rozier eighteen million when you're t- like when you're going twenty and sixty every single year like what what's the downside in that? Timberwolves pay Rubio so hold on hold on hold on hold on a year for four years. Do, do you like that deal? Okay, they did the not. They, they didn't right give now. him that contract. So that's gave, or the this argument is kind of is contract. kind of wrong. No no no, so, no 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 no. I'm I'm I made a hypothetical. Like if we paid. Oh, Ricky yeah. Rubio, 15 mil a year. Yeah. For four years, would you like this that? This is contract? a three year contract, no. and he's only got no. one more after this. So, I, so the, thi- the like- thing is, though, is with the Hornets, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets yeah. here. At the time, Kemba Walker signed with the Celtics. So it was the, the Hornets were in rebuild mode from that day. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it's like that when, was it. It's like when the Mavericks gave Tim Hardaway 18 million. He yep. was their only guy. He right. Like, oh, I absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. totally get why the Hornets yeah. paid Terry Rozier. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. They're a they're a subpar team that just that just needed a. It, they wanted a player and they got a player. You yeah. know, but now they're gonna they're gonna pay. They're so gonna really, the thing is, not no, really. No, no, no. They, they have one not, more year. Yeah, they have, they have one more year. He's gonna be it's, gone it's, next year. Like no, 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 no. Okay. I don't know about. Okay, let me let me let's, say this. Let's, so it was this, a smart move by the Hornets. If you ask me because like i said the day that kemba walker left they they were in rebuild mode if from that day you know Mm -hmm. how long does it usually take a team to get through a rebuild process to get sort of legitimate again where they start getting close to the playoff race and then making the playoffs you don't look at the phoenix suns look how long it took them four or five years so from the charlotte's hornet perspective uh you give that three-year contract exactly yep a three-year contract so that way now once they start getting some good draft picks which they have they've got you know malik monk who's okay they've got uh miles bridges who's pretty good he's got he's stepping up this year for sure right they got pj washington who is really good he was their pick last year and then they got uh lamella ball who is looking fantastic so far so they have these good right They've got these young players. <laughs> okay. They've got these young players, right? So they're promising. They're playing well and they're kind of gelling as a team. Then you bring in Gordon Hayward, who's a main their main scorer, number one option from the day they signed him. He's got a four-year contract. So this allows them to kind of re first of all, with Terry Rozier, keep in mind that after this deal is up, they have the bird rights on them. So that means that they can give him an extension. If anybody offers a contract, they can match it, you know? I so know I think it, that from, from a Hornets perspective, I think it was the right move. Oh, so yeah. now the, the interesting thing going forward after this season is, do they want to keep Terry Rozier as their main point guard option or, you know, six man role, or do you want to pay Devontae Graham? Who's going to be needing a, an extension after this year? If you can get Graham's Terry Rozier. If you can get Terry Rozier for less than twelve million a year, go for that a hundred percent. So that's the thing that 
Yeah, that's the other point I was because he's not a starting. Is... He's not a starting point guard. I'll give you that. Right. He isn't an elite. Like he's not an all-star starting point guard whatsoever. But mm-hmm. like he's a six man. He's a great. If you have him coming off the bench, you're in a good spot for less than like fifteen mil a year. Like, but I you're know... not gonna pay him that. I no no I agree. And this yeah. is why I say the Hornets did it right. They yeah. got him in the system. They've got him here for three years. They got him paid. So what does that build? It it builds trust. It builds loyalty. If there's any left, I'm not saying there is in yeah. the NBA. Loyalty is kind of unheard of. But what it does is it makes Terry Rozier maybe take a pay cut down the line because you've got this solid young team that's showing promise. So maybe they get him to take a pay cut, you know, maybe around that 10 to $12 million mark. That's more reasonable for yeah. someone like him. And that's, that's what Lou Will is getting paid is about $10 million a year so and that's compare him to Luke they're gonna compare him to them in contract mm-hmm. time you, right you know like they're gonna be like all right sit down like you're gonna be our six man going forward six mans don't get paid 18 million dollars a year so we're gonna bring you down a little bit you know exactly and i don't see why he would leave who's gonna like want terry Rogier? he's like 30 years old isn't he well he's not he getting any more any more big oh, contracts he's, 20, like he's 26 yeah. so he'll be 28 when his contract's up I mean, unless That's he the big boy contract number, unless he develops, That's when everybody gets the big one. <laughs> I mean, I guess well, at, the the, at the end of the day, you let him walk. At the end of the day, you let him walk. Where's the wager bell? We need a wager bell. Let's make a wager. <laughs> Is Terry Rogier's next contract over under 15 mil? I will take the over. If it's Anyone over, the under. Charlotte Hornets will not pay him. They will let him walk. I don't see a reason why they'd bring him back. Okay, so in. Now, so there, now there's, there's a flaw to this talk, though. If they bring back Devontae Graham on his extension and they can get I, him, then there's no way they pay him. So then I that bet think, falls off the table. Do you really think Actually, maybe not, him, because though? there could be another team that would be willing to overpay for Terry Rozier. Oh, uh, fucking Minnesota Timberwolves would probably go for it. Fucking dumbass. Yeah. yeah. So the thing about your, your whole plan that there – what are you doing? You're you're getting Terry Rozier. You're getting Gordon Hayward. You're doing all this to be an eight seed, six yeah. seed. That's Why all not? The, what do you that's want? all the Hornets ever are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, but, what, but you're not doing that. You're ooh. not. You just got. You just got Ball, who's going to bring more media presence to to Charlotte than anyone ever, than Michael Jordan owning the team. You know, like he's all a right, huge right. part to that team. So I the mean, thing is, is Gordon with these... Hayward, you have to pay him for four years, not not the two that he can live up to. The yeah. two that he can live up to is worth the contract. Oh, I don't He's agree with that contract at all. I don't agree with that at all. That's but the this thing. year, you guys like to look at now. Numbers. I like to look at the future. Like the future yeah. is not looking good for the Hornets. If I'm gonna be honest, they have a lot of young players who I think their futures are looking nice. Charlotte as a team, they have a lot of decisions to make, and I, I don't know. I don't. I think that they're a, they're no more than a six seed uh, unless they get a really big superstar in there for the next five years, and that's only going to hurt them as a team because they they need they need I imagine that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> they need yeah. draft picks too because, like you said, not a big market team in Charlotte. Yeah. So you gotta have you gotta have. I'm just saying. Terry, the Terry Rozier contract isn't bad. That's all. That's all this argument was was trying to argue the reason for them giving Terry Rozier the contract. I like, and the their current situation when they gave him that contract, it was not a bad. It was not a bad he contract. Was, he played like dog shit. Yeah, but his now first, he's 
first two years in that contract were first awful. year. He's got. Two I mean, years now left. he's now he's playing up to it. Yeah. He's in his so, second year of a three-year contract. So last year was his first year with the Hornets. So, so he's. But if you think that he's taking less than he is now, like then he's yeah, I didn't. Now, I thought Terry Rozier was way older happening. than that. So I, he definitely he, might take. He might. He he's going to get a big bigger waiver. contract. Yeah. But then the Hornets let him walk. They're not going to pay him if he asks for twenty million a year, mm-hmm. and that's especially like, if they keep Devonte Graham. Because then you got Lamelo Ball and Devonte Graham, two solid point guards right there. I mean, you don't even need to keep Devonte Graham. You have Malik Monk too. You know, nah, I'd take Graham over Monk, but I think mm-hmm. Monk is super, super unreliable, okay. super unreliable. And Graham isn't shooting well this year. Yeah, I mean, that, I'd like to. I'd actually like to look it up. I haven't looked at him a lot, but last year I was a huge fan. This year he started off. I mean, he was shooting awful. I know that it was not a great start for him. Last he year he was around. shooting lights out. Yeah, yeah. He was winning he was them awesome games last year. Last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The he's most improved player. Devontae, I think, for a while. Oh, this is terrible. 14, 3 and 6 on 35 from the field and 35 from 3. Yeah, so, yeah. So he's so just exactly. taking three so pointers. He's How many minutes per game? Um, he's he walked. I promise you. I'll I'll place a a little wager on that one too. I bet not because he's gonna get that rookie extension. I bet from Charlotte. You think they'll give him a big one? He's playing. Well, 33. it's the typical rookie extension. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it'll probably be around that Terry Rozier mark, probably around that 15 to 18, maybe 20 at the most. But, you know, I'm guessing they'll give – I, I think 20 is high, but I probably around that him, 15. I'd better if, get him like four, like 12 to 14. I don't think he's – If worried. they pay him that, they are going to get their asses chewed. He's playing 33 like, minutes a game. 33? Okay. So he's so, getting some starting minutes. Yeah, how many minutes – how many games has he started so far? Because I know Lamelo just know. started. He started all of them. He has twenty-four for twenty-four. They're starting Devontae Graham. Well, the starting lineup against the Timberwolves the other night was Lamelo, Devontae Graham, and Terry Rozier, and then they had <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And then they had I think my who, who, Gordon Hayward and um, Cody Zeller was their other two. So yeah, <laughs> you're running Terry Rozier at the three. Three point guard lineup. <laughs> yeah, this team is in shambles. Hey, they beat They're the Timberwolves. No. So, <laughs> oh my, yeah, With but Towns the Timberwolves too. not even a basketball team. Hey, like, guess what? So Towns is back. Guess who's not playing? Oh Angela my. Russell. So, hey, <laughs> shit, different day with the Timberwolves. Wait, what? <laughs> tell you what. what's what's he out for? Uh, left leg soreness. That's what they're calling. <laughs> Just it's, say you don't not, want to play with him. Just say you he's don't not, want to play yeah. with Towns. He's and not Towns even will be on the out road tomorrow trip. with hurt feelings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Yeah. This team is God, over. Dude. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I did see, I don't, I think Lee, you sent it in the, the group chat, our group chat that we have mm. that uh, um, the, the Hawks are looking to trade John Collins. And I think John Collins would be an amazing, amazing fit. fit for the Timberwolves. I would love yes. to have John Collins. If we could just, I mean, we're going to have to pay him. Like, yep. We're gonna have to pay him next year, but who else do we have to? But pay? that's the thing. So you you think about all these moves that the Hawks made in the off season. Could you trade like a D'Angelo Russell for John Collins and then maybe a couple other p- players they just signed? Like, a, what if we get like Bogdanovich out of the deal? No way they give. That's Bogdanovich. too much. Yeah, you think? No what way. about like a Kevin Herter or something like that? 
Like one of those young That's guys. Too who much. Could, you I think, think if, if you're going to trade D'Angelo, I think D'Angelo's trade value is, is lower than you, yeah. than you think right now. Do you think it's lower than John Collins? You could get with John the Collins. With the fact that you have to a, pay him? You could get John I Collins then, with a, maybe hmm. a second rounder, maybe a second, maybe two seconds, something like that with D'Lo because – Delo so either is, way, the, the contracts have to match up because Delo's getting paid what twenty five a year. So you have to throw well, in a filler player. Then it wouldn't be it would well like slow the roll. It's not going to be D'Angelo Russell that's getting traded either. Yeah. Like Trey Young and D'Angelo Russell are oil. Those guys don't go together. Okay, at all. so a realistic trade package. If the Timberwolves were to trade him, who would you who would you trade for John Collins? Ancho Hernan Gomez. The the white dude, Layman, whatever his name is, just get him off the team and then throw yeah, you're so really, you're really Gomez is making like seven, seven yeah. million a year and Jake Layman is at two million a year. So they're not gonna accept it, but I mean no. just offer him, you know. So are you what do you so something like, realistic that right I could now? yeah. So right now I would either probably trade making? like six or seven million. It's it's the it, it's not He's much. on the rookie. Yeah, he's on his last year of his okay. rookie deal. So, um, if you trade D'Angelo Russell for him, which I think that's the only way that we get something like this done, is if we trade a player like D'Angelo Russell, and maybe we have to give up a second round pick or another first round pick or something like that. Maybe like Beasley. And- See what? I don't tr- think they'll trade Beasley though. Yeah, he, he I think that's what Beasley. we would have to do. We would have to trade Beasley and right. picks. Or so that's what picks, I don't want to do. Like as soon as we start giving away picks. Yeah, I hate that. I can't yep. stand, and especially like we gave a, a top three, top three protected. Yep. That you should give a top three. Should have been top five. Should have been lottery protected. Yeah. Then I'm okay. I mean, if it's lottery protected, it has no value. Then it's automatically coming back to the Timberwolves. We've been lottery <laughs> yeah. for. 25 hey that's straight, not what like, people thought when the trade happened like people were thinking like oh the warriors lost this trade they have wiggins like and they got a worthless first round pick because Timberwolves are gonna make well the we thought that's, we that's were gonna the, get the, we thought we were gonna get nets delo like right. we thought we were, he was gonna come into an absolute shit team with a big man but the big man just they just don't want to play together so right. i mean i think yeah that's it right there the the playing together part yeah I think we would, we get, would be in contending. Yeah, you know, I would, think we'd be winning a few games if we had be, yeah, both of them on the court. A hundred. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, we'd have like, an probably East, around that eight to ten seed yeah, somewhere in there. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, D'Lo and Towns can get it done if they mm-hmm. if they would just play together. If they, for whatever reason, they wanted to be on the same team but just don't well, want to play together. So you need consistency. Consistency yeah. is. And D'Lo doesn't. It, 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 it's perfect. And when you don't have consistency from your two team leaders, the team's not going to have consistency. And that's – That's the part about this whole Tim Rose team that just frustrates me, and I don't understand it. Like, why? Maybe, like, maybe why does send... D'Lo and Cat? why don't they want to play together? They claim they're best friends or whatever, but why? Why – and if D'Angelo Russell's leg hurts that much, the, they, they, the Timberwolves would give more of a reason than left leg soreness. And he's not even with them on this road trip right now. He, he stayed in Minnesota. Are you so what's, serious? I'm serious. Like, what is the whole reasoning well, behind it? This just doesn't Towns add up. is going to get fucking COVID again, too. And then going to hear about. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm tired out, of One of the players COVID, had man. COVID. Oh, my goodness. I One of the players had COVID, and then there was that big thing. He's like, I looked at Ryan, and I said, should we do this? <laughs> but, 
Shut up. Dude, shut up. I, like, I, I don't understand that it, it hurt. Like you've had a lot of past and that's on, that's on you. You know, I, I, it, I hate, I hate being that guy that just says, you know, your family problems don't matter, but it's, but it's you got to draw a line. Yeah, exactly. That's, it, that's the part you got to draw a line. And that's the line is where you've played five games and we've invested three years of our franchise into you guys i i, I totally i totally understand the family and i feel like i feel for him it sucks like yeah. you're losing family members to an absolute shit pandemic that came out of nowhere i understand it but you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play basketball man like all you have to do is go out there and play for 33 minutes like come on dude there's not like COVID. you're in the peak performance like your body is in the best performance or best shape of its life right now. You're in the peak performance of your entire life. You're in your prime. You are not going to die from fucking COVID. I don't understand it. You will get like, you survived it once, dude. Now you have the antibodies. You won't even fucking get it again. You shouldn't get it again. That, that's what like, I don't know, man. I think it's complete bullshit. I fucking hate Towns. I think Towns is just a straight up pussy and I fucking hate him. But he's too talented to trade him or give up hope. So, I mean, it's yeah. We can't go down this road again. <laughs> hey, we do it every week, so we might as well. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I think have you heard of any NBA players sitting out of the season? Kind of like you know what no. the NFL did, where no. they offered the the players the chance to sit out for the season. Because like just for you know Minnesota stuff, like we had the uh, Michael Pierce, our defensive tackle, that we just signed. And he opted out of the season. Like, did the NBA not have that option available? He had, for he had a, he had asthma. yeah, that one. Yeah, he, he had like severe asthma problems. Yeah. Like, okay, he, his, he had his his underlying conditions. Yeah, he had underlying yeah, 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 yeah. So I totally understand his his sure. take. Like, he was, but Towns yeah. has no medical issue, like underlying conditions that we know of. Towns has just his past. Other Tom than his just his family history. And like, apparently that guy died when his mom died. So I don't understand. He should be a new guy right now. He should be putting up. He should be playing every single game. If that old yeah, Towns this, of the past died, I mean, yeah. I don't understand it. If this is the new Towns, see you later, bro. Have fun in another state. Yeah. Get out of here. You think that me. some of this would serve as motivation for him to just go out there yeah. and just kick ass, you know? That's, that's what I thought but it was going to be. that's where the dog is. Everybody said it. He doesn't have the dog in him. You yeah. think that would bring the dog out of him? No. And now it just he looks just goes like right he, back into hiding. he's lost interest, just doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to play basketball anymore. It's just, I don't know. He's I don't totally get it. done with Minnesota. Like, he was out of here. I don't before. understand how he, he is. He wanted out when I, Butler was. Wanted I don't understand he how you're totally done with gone. us when we gave you this much slack. We let you sit out this many games because you're scared of dying from a disease when you are one of the most in shape people in the entire world. Like you're a professional athlete. You are, you have no like I don't understand it. You you Guess are not at do. risk. You are not at risk at all. I don't understand. He's it. gonna get traded from Minnesota and go, go to off. a team with absolutely he's off. gonna go to Golden State mm-hmm. and then he's gonna be like, Yeah, uh Minnesota hey, only if we get our first round pick time. Back. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, Honestly, so, so like you were talking with John Collins. Would you rather have John Collins yes. or Ben Simmons? Oh, I thought you were talking about Towns. <laughs> oh wow, okay. So, like, if you want to talk about trades that we can make or that you would want to make, I mean, Ben Sim, the fact that Ben Simmons is on the table, which, like, he is, it's been hinted, 
why isn't pe- why aren't people offering him? I would so first of all, I think the 76ers just want too much. I think the 76ers yeah. are because he is. Uh, yeah, you do, that's true because do, he's already but, got the contract. He's he's locked up for the next five years. Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm in the same boat. You give him that, but like, m- we would have to give he up needs- towns and like two firsts for him. Which no, yeah, no, it'd be oh, D'Angelo no, no, Russell yeah, yeah, and no, no, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towns before they Russell. wouldn't. They wouldn't put Towns hey, and Embiid. Oh, about- imagine that would be fun. <laughs> Towns and Embiid on the court at the well, they would never be on the court at the same time. Yeah, they, they would, would, play alter, with each they other would alternate. They would alternate. Towns, Towns would cry too much because they get into yeah. too many fights. So, yeah. but no, they they would trade. It would be Ben Simmons and Cat before. How about any, how about this? You trade uh, you trade Dilo to the 76ers, Trade Towns to the Hawks for a Kongwu and John Collins, and then you get Ben Simmons in here. Ben Simmons, a Kongwu, and John Collins. <laughs> Stop. Just completely Jesus. tank the team. Just completely no. tank the team. Stop. Say fuck it. You all of a sudden just made the biggest switch in NBA. If you were a GM, you'd be fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Get- I think to answer your question, Peyton, whether or not we would rather have Ben Simmons or John Collins, I think the answer 100 times out of 100 is Ben Simmons. Yeah. That's, but that that's- means you got to give up. You got to give up what you want to give up for Ben Simmons. I would – for Ben Simmons, I would give up D'Angelo I'd give, Russell, I'd give up and Josh Okogi, and another first-round pick or two if they wanted. I would do that. Yeah, honestly, it'd definitely I would. be two. Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell you right now, it'd be D'Angelo Russell, Okogi or Beasley, first-round picks, and probably a couple pick swaps, and throw Jake Lehman and Juancho Hernan Gomez in there just for the. Jake Lehman's contract is done after this year, so he'll probably. I don't. I don't Retired. think he'll bring him back. In, I don't know, yeah, I don't know who's gonna want him. So, but yeah, Wancho, we need to do something about him because he's locked up for four more years. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude, got like I'm a telling four you, years, I'm seven million dollar year. Them, it was a great deal. Four it was. Years, oh, seven so I was like, wow, this guy's a with great the way that he played last year. Nintendo. It was perfect. Perfect. He is. He got his money and disappeared. Like, he decided to to be in a movie. Over the summer, instead of training for the next season of the NBA, like come what on. What movie was he in? What movie? Some Adam Sandler movie that's coming out. I don't know. It, it, he spent all summer overseas he w- filming. Uh, so. He was with Adam Sandler, so I mean, give him the yeah, pass. But still, it's like, dude, come on. What are you well, doing? <laughs> same thing. Same thing with Towns. I mean, that car accident must have really held them out for this off season. If he wasn't like, he should have been ready for the season. Like, why didn't he play right away? What was his injury? His knee. No, he he played the first two games and then he injured his wrist, the oh, same yeah, wrist that he got yeah, that he yeah, hurt last yeah. year, and then he missed like four or five games and then came back and then got COVID. So, God, got COVID. Who even knows <laughs> if he? I want to see the test. Let oh, me see the man. fucking test where it says positive. I won't, like. Who fucking knows? All right, and okay, that's yeah. enough of that. That's enough of that. So. I think one thing we we forgot to do when we were talking about All-Stars is um, I, I still have my three injury replacements from the Eastern Conference that I'll just throw in there. Um, but then we can move on from the All-Star talk. So I have for my injury replacements, I've got Gordon Hayward, Trey Young, and Andre Drummond. Because Drummond, he's averaging like 17 points, almost 15 boards a game. So that's that's normal, Andre, but it's close to All-Star numbers. So yeah, um, just an injury replacement, though. He hasn't been outplayed any of the other guys that I've picked so far. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, we'll uh, move on to the next segment. Which um, do you guys have anything else we want to talk about besides ending on the the trivia and 
NBA just, history? Or? I just need everyone to know Zion scored 36 on Maxi Kleba and not the entire Mavs team. He had a couple points on Kristaps, but come on. Like, Drummond's putting up 36 on Maxi Kleba. Like, come on now. Just because Bleacher Report tweeted or put on their Instagram, when no one on the Mavs can guard you and that's just set me off. If you, all you had to do is watch five minutes of the game and just see him post up Maxi Kleba, and then uh, and that's why you tune right. into this podcast because <laughs> Bleacher Report and Sports Center will show you Zion scored thirty six on somebody, and we will tell you that Zion scored thirty six on Maxi Kleba. We will give you yeah. the specifics. We will tell you that no, he is not good. He did it on Maxi Kleba, a dog water player who probably won't have a contract. So yeah, this is our Dukey on Zion. Uh, we got we'll it give is. all the credit to Jordan it. Kirk because he he suggested the name for it. So Jordan shout out Kirk, to yeah. shout out to Jordan for the name <laughs> for this segment. We'll we'll make this a regular thing. But so Lee, you showed me that video. You sent yeah. it in the group chat of how Bleach Report just like jizzed all over the fact that you know, Zion was really good. Um, there's only like two maybe three different plays that he looked it was like it was like oh crap that, that's a good bat. yeah like the exactly. one where he was posting up willie willie collie stein and did like a, a hesitation crossover yeah. and then dunk that was impressive yeah there's a couple other ones that's like okay for an undersized big that's pretty good for a second year player mm-hmm. but uh, to your point i agree with both you and peyton that to for them to be showing off like oh he scored 36 like 10 for 10, Maxi, 10 Maxi for 10 in the first yeah. half. And guess uh, yeah. what? So, he, guess what? So dumb. Guess yeah. what? He <laughs> shot a three, fucking bricked it. Maxi Kleba sat his ass in the lane like he should have done the whole game, <laughs> and he fucking shot a three and missed it. Guess what? That's he what I would shoot, do if I was guarding him. He didn't shoot him, a three honestly, the rest I'm, of the I'm, game. He didn't shoot a yeah. three the rest of the game. Yeah. Sit your ass in the fucking paint, yep. take charges, and fucking make him shoot. He cannot shoot. Make him beat you from the fucking perimeter or from mid-range. I yep. will take him taking Dirk Fades fucking any type of jump shot over him getting in that five feet. And getting him in that defensive circle, it's a wrap, especially if you have Maxi Kleba on him. I don't understand why fucking Kristaps wasn't on him the entire game. You put Kristaps 7-3? Well, what the I think fuck is he going to do over that? Kristaps was guarding Steven Adams. Put, and Maxi, got, Kleba, to... put Maxi Kleba on Steven Adams. Make uh, Steven Adams, Adams put up. Yeah, put, true, 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 sta- true. Make sta- Steven Adams put up 36 on you. You true. know who Zion is. You know what he's going to try to do. Fucking put seven three Porzingis in the fucking paint and make him shoot over the top of you. Por- he is not going over the top of Porzingis. Maybe he'll make a couple lucky ones, but consistently – Porzingis will be there and will be have enough defensive presence to stop him from scoring 10 fucking shots in a row. Like, come on. You see Maxi Kleba give him 10 shots in a row? Switch it up. Like, Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle is a good coach. He should have fucking saw that. But I don't know. That shit was so irritating. And guess who? He does fucking- struggle with defense. Rick Carlisle, he, he's like – he. he's had that, right? Like, yeah. He's had a problem. He had a problem hiding Curry. He got – they exposed Curry in the playoffs and it forced them to trade him away and look at like, it may not have helped them that much, but that, that defensive presence, it does matter. And yeah. when you have, I mean, a seven, three Kristaps, that's not playing defense and you have Maxi Kleba, who, you know, when you put him on the court, he's not, not he doesn't mm-hmm. know what defense is. He's not going to stop like, fucking gotta, Zion. Zion no, will stop him. Or go he's got to, he's got to put more time in, into 
into working around that. I don't know. You but brought up the point Zion... that Carlisle struggles has struggled with defense. Like the last time the Mavericks were known as a good defensive team was when they they had Tyson Chandler and Sean Marion, and I think Jason Kidd was a point guard at the time. That they were good defensively then, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. So uh, I was watching that game, and it just pissed me off so much. But every time, but Luca just fucking came through, just fucking shit all over Zion. No fucking con- contest, Zion, dude. You just look at the different like play like highlights in them, and the shit that Luca does is so much more like skill based and like just I don't know. It's just way harder. The degree of difficulty on his shots is a hundred times harder than Zion. Zion's just open dunks, alley oops, and layups inside the paint. But then like so when when you start making that argument, it gets tough. Yeah, though. yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. Luca they play two different make. positions, but I'm just saying like. Two different, uh, totally but, different players. Yeah. I think what you can argue is that Zion is putting up 24 points right now. And I don't know, maybe look up Steve shooting and Adams real quick. But this whole offensive dominating big man, let's rebound, let's, you know, let's do this in, in New Orleans. Zion has six and a half boards, three assists, 24 points. I, I would say that's underperforming. Maybe not in the points, but definitely oh, in, in the assistant board. He's overperforming in points for sure. 24 is way too much. So um, with Steven Adams being mentioned, I listened to the latest J.J. Redick podcast. Have you guys listened to that before, the I, old I've, man in the three? I've heard I've clips. I haven't yeah. listened to it through yet. So first of all, I would recommend for any NBA fan out there that uh, likes listening to podcasts, that is a great one to, to listen to. He – he does a like once a week or twice a week, he interviews NBA players and then he's interviewed a couple other players or people outside of basketball. Um, but I think there's a, you know, one NBA player a week. And this last one was with Steven Adams and Steven Adams to me seems like one of the coolest guys in the NBA. I fucking Just super, love Steven Adams. Super chill, super funny. Yeah. Um, it helps that he's, you know, from New Zealand. So he's got that Australian type accent. So that's freaking sweet. I just, yeah. I, I think he'd be a sweet guy to hang out with. Um, but he talks a lot about how he, he played like him and JJ both play for the Pelicans, obviously. And they've talked about Zion and what their most impressive thing is with him. And JJ mentioned that he like Zion has this like um, right-handed cause, cause Zion is a left-handed player. So he has got this right-handed like in and out dribble and cause he always wants to go left and JJ and Steven both mentioned on the podcast that He's, you know, he's a lefty. He's going to go left every single time. If he drives right, he's going to spin to his left. If he goes left, he's going to keep going left. So um, they, they said that it's like an in and out right-handed dribble to cross over to the left. And then he'll just put his shoulder into you and, uh, you know, just go up for the basket. So um, talking about defense and how to stop him, that'd be, he's like the best player to take charges on. So um, Kyle Lowry, where you at? You need to start guarding Zion and take <laughs> five charges a game because, uh, you know, he's if had I'm the most. Kyle Lowry, I'm not taking that job. That is <laughs> no, a, no, that but is a you know, brick just right, yeah, right yeah. to the head. Yeah. Well, it uh, is kind of funny though. Like even like JJ Reddick kind of said it. Like Zion doesn't create space. No, he just he doesn't. Runs you over. Like that's this is the part that in Zion's game that is unproven and that he has to prove. Do you think he like, will though? Like you, you said, he, he had an. He had an in-and-out dribble crossover, but he still had to lay his shoulder into you to get to the basket, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the part that if he 
if the NBA maybe switches a rule or I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying that the way Zion plays is super physical unreliable. And super like, physical. And it's going to be hard he to – like, if he's the guy you want to be your last second shooter, unless he develops something where he can create some space, as soon as somebody sees him pick up that ball, I mean, I'm running, I'm running her, for a block. I'm going for Go fucking double-team someone. He can't fucking And shoot. it's obvious he's not passing. He has three assists a game. So he's, I mean, he's a, well, I'm not saying he's a one-way player, but you, like, you know what I mean? When, like, he, he's not getting his space. He's not getting his shot. He's not it's, gonna, it's just going to be tough. He will never put up a, he'll never have an amazing game against a top-tier defender. They're going to stop him every single time. He's so predictable, and he doesn't have enough in his game to get by him. Anthony Davis made him shoot, like, what, 40% from the field? Like, I, I know that's Anthony Davis and he's 6'10", whatever, but he's a power forward. He's an undersized power forward. Oh, that's, like, he's if, that's, if Zion is Zion, you got to be able to score on Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's yeah. If he's the greatest player since LeBron, he should be able to score. Yeah, you on don't, fucking Anthony yeah, Davis. I'm done with yeah. giving these like exception, little exceptions. To, oh, he he played Giannis. Like, oh, fuck no, God here. you want to give him this all this attention, then he's got to prove that he deserves the attention. Go put up 24 on Giannis. So then we'll team, talk about you. If teams were smart, and I understand, like Zion has, you know, pretty pretty high um, quickness for a yeah, big yeah. Man like oh that. yeah, he's he is quick. quick. Yeah, got a quick first step, and he's athletic as hell. Um, but if teams were smart, they'd like you said, Lee, they would start double teaming him because he can't pass. He's he, well, he's not a reliable passer, is what I should say. And he's not can't a reliable shooter. On, yeah. No, can't be counted on to shoot or pass every single game like that so they'd start double teaming him or you know just bait him into offensive fouls because that's the thing that i kind of see him going down the path of is is if he gets more aggressive down low he's going to turn into boogie cousins and offensive foul central right there and you know i don't see him developing a jump shot either his jump shot is his form is terrible it is it it looks like a big man it looks slow like it looks off you know Mm -hmm. i mean this is again and I'm going to say it right now, development, development, yeah, development. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The shot will come. I believe that with Giannis. I believe that with Ben Simmons. I truly believe that these guys will develop jump shots. And maybe it's the same for Zion. But the thing with Zion's shot is that it's it's He's not there. a shot that you can move. It's not a – you can't take a contested off the off one foot fade, you know. It's just off. It looks slow. It looks weird. And I, I don't know. I don't know. It, when you break Zion down, there's a lot of just flaws, just absolute it, flaws. You know? Yeah, well, and it, that's it, the thing. That's what makes this a good weekly, uh, a good weekly, or you know, maybe once or twice a month kind of a segment. Is until Zion proves differently, it's we're just gonna keep Dukey on I, Zion. Like, you know? I wish and honestly, give us more players to do this on. I would love to do this with another player too, where you really break them down and look at them and. For sure, because that's what we're doing with Zion right now. And when when does Zion I'm play getting, Rudy Gobert? When does Zion? I'm play? convinced less and less. I be, but the thing is, is like even when he plays a good team, the teams aren't. They're not putting yet. Like yeah, when he plays yeah. the Bucks, they're not putting Giannis on. But him. like that's Giannis what the media on, should say. That's what the media should yeah. say. They should be like Zion scores thirty six, but in caps, 
on Maxi Kleba and not, <laughs> not not the entire Mavs team, bro. Luka Doncic could hold his own against Zion, bro. Luka is 6'7". Like, he's taller than Zion. He's, like, almost the same. He just doesn't weigh as much and isn't as strong. Like, if Zion would be able to post him up, but by the time he gets him to the paint, there's going to be help, you know? Like, I, I, like, if you put a good center or power forward good defensive minded center or power forward on him he isn't doing what he's doing right now consistently at all he is his shooting percentage is gonna plummet as soon as you put any type of pressure on him honestly if i was like take the team like take the suns for example yeah. right okay you got the Suns. i'm putting i don't know what their starting five is does it, but i'm putting like malik bridges or beyond Andre, like I'm not putting DeAndre Ayton on him because he's a yeah. big man, but I'm putting an, a more undersized, probably quicker player on him. And then as soon as he wants to go down, you just double. Yeah. You, as soon as he puts that ball on the ground and mm-hmm. inside the three-point, you double him because he's ineffective, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he gets it down low, he's, he hasn't been a reliable passer. He hasn't proven anything. Look I think the- he's just deleted if, it's, if he gets double teamed. Look at the layups that he shoots. Like they just don't look consistent, good shots. It looks like he's just getting them to go in. Some like he's like fading away from the basket, shooting like over here. Like he's not up at the hoop, you know. He's like fading away. He's avoiding the pressure. He's going up like this because he knows they're taller than him and that he can't shoot over him. Those he's shots got just enough finesse and touch to make the shots go in. Yeah, and those aren't gonna be there the rest of his career. They're gonna mm-hmm. figure him out, especially when you don't have a Steven Adams on your team that you have to put a big body on as if Steven Adams wasn't on that team, you're going to get the there. You're going to get their biggest body on Zion every single game. Cause uh, like, I don't know. The Let me say one more. Okay, go ahead. One more comparison. One more comparison. So let's take Zion as Giannis, right? Let's compare Zion and Giannis. So Giannis's game is a little bit like Zion's, yeah. right? Where you just go, Full force, you get a foul or you get a bucket, right? You're going to earn it either way. Zion's kind of the same thing. They And people say, you know, they figured out they figured out Giannis. They stopped Giannis. You know, bam, the Giannis stopped or whatever. You figured an amount. How easy is it going to be able to figure out a first-year rookie in Zion? So easy. He's smaller than Giannis. Like I mean, nowhere near as about long. The same. Nowhere near as nowhere long. near the passing ability and playmaking ability. You know, and I'm, Zion's stuff like short. <laughs> Zion's like a yeah. stub. Like his arms that, aren't. Yeah. Like he has like a six nine wingspan, but that's like a six six. Like you see everyone in the NBA with an above average wingspan. But other than that, like he is he isn't long compared to a power forward or a center. He is too like stubby. I guess I don't know. He. The easiest way to sum all of this up that we've been talking about is that if you had Zion in a seven-game series, he's, he's not. Getting, yeah, he's in a. I hope they make know, playoffs this the year. First, I hope the they're the games, eight seed, it. and I hope the Lakers or the Lakers or the Clippers or the Jazz are the first seed, so they can just absolutely exploit him. They're like. The teams could do it right now if they really wanted to, but I don't know. That shooting percentage is going to fucking plummet in the playoffs. So watch. 
There is no way he shoots anywhere near 60% in the playoffs from the field. He's going to shoot like 45, 46, like somewhere around there. Maybe if he's lucky 50, just because of this open dunks and open alley-oops that he gets. Those are the only consistent baskets that he ever gets for himself. And he doesn't even create them for himself. He's getting like, people are throwing him the passes. Like they're getting him up the floor. I don't know. I, He's so like overrated, and he could get stopped. Just put on it, put a good defender on him, and show me the stats. Show me the splits when he has a good defender on him, not when Maxi Kleber's on him. What I was gonna say before is that in the NBA, there's the verticality rule. If you the defender goes straight up with both hands and they get bumped, you know, like in high school, that's a body foul. You know, Mm -hmm. every time the refs will call that. But in NBA, if you bump him with the body, but you're just jumping straight up and not into him, they're not gonna call it. and if you look at a lot of Zion's, you know, baskets down down by the paint, there's nobody that's contesting them really. Nobody's jumping Not up with them. Not a single one. You know, there Not might be an arm person. up or two, but nobody jumps with them anymore. You know, like I just I just don't understand that. Yeah, I, his Why highlights not? his highlights are not impressive. His high his dunks are like they're dope and they're high flying, they're exciting. But mm-hmm. other than that, his highlights are not impressive to me at all. Like this. Give him like no, two, not at all. Yeah, give him no, two more I three. Totally agree with give you. him two or three more years of doing this, and he's like, once his quickness goes down, he won't have anything unless he gets a jump shot. He'll but be a, like a Andrew is- Wiggins kind of person, where super hyped as a rookie and a second year player, yeah. third year player, whatever. But then it just goes way down because it's the same old. Well, shit. you can you can see it this year. Like they stopped apparently. Like I know Lamelo's getting a lot of hype, but he's a rookie and he's doing like. I know it's his last name, and that's the main reason why he's getting the hype. But look what he's doing for that Charlotte Hornets team. That Charlotte Hornets team is at the bottom of the of the East if he is not on that team and it performing the way that he is right now. He is creating for other players, and he's shooting really well right now. I know his jump shot is unorthodox, and it might not stick, but I think he's averaging over 20 and shooting like 50, like high 40s from the field and like low like high thirties from the three. He's, he's not, only averaging like 15 less, less. No, than no. I'm talking like last 10 games, not. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. He, I saw, a, I saw a split where his last 10 games, he's averaging over 22 okay. and like shooting really efficiently. I like, I don't know. Like Zion isn't the reason why the Pelican, like maybe he is, maybe he's a big reason why they're winning games, but I don't, I don't know how that's going to be consistent. I think I mean, it's Brandon definitely Nagram is yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon four, five and a half, and four mm-hmm. and a half. So, I mean, looking at Zion, they're scoring the exact same amount of points. Zion has a rebound more, and Brandon Ingram has an assist more. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon Ingram and Zion yeah. Williamson are doing the same thing right now. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, should we close it up? Wrap it up? Wait, 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 wait. I got one more player that we don't we don't gotta spend a lot of time because I don't think yeah. we can spend a lot of time on him, but. Look up um, – he's on the Houston Rockets. Look up – his last name is Tate. I forgot his first oh, name. Oh, Jay Sean Tate. Is that – yeah, Jay Sean Tate. He's like 6'5", yeah. 6'4", six, 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 mm-hmm. and he's, he's playing like power rookie, forward he? center. Yeah, from Ohio State. Yep. yep. I don't know I – did, I haven't – I didn't hear about this guy at all, but he's popped up on my radar a couple times. What is I remember, his right, he, he played pretty well with James Harden while he was still there. He's um, averaging nine, five, and two on 54 from the field and 31 from three. How many minutes? Okay. Um, so he's not 26. a three-point shooter. 
Wow. Okay, I mean, this guy's legit. Un, this guy's un, legit. Yeah. Undrafted I mean, rookie. Yeah. Watch this guy be. A, watch this guy be like a Lou Dort. Not maybe not the three point shooting, but like a like a big man Lou Dort. I think he he brings that his size. He overplays his size. What is he? Six eight, eight six nine. Yeah, six, I was just gonna six not four. Six nine. Six, yeah, he's six four. That's Damn. why. That's he's two thirty though. Yeah, he's a he's a toad. toad. He's a toad. <laughs> he's a toad. <laughs> I, I don't know. That Houston Rockets, if you go through and look at that team there. 25-year-old rookie, though. They're doing well. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think this guy's going to be anything. No, I'm just but saying. But I'm like saying, like, as a role player, you know, he's popping up on people's radar. Maybe he's maybe he's an, he's a lower version of Christian Wood. I don't know. Definitely but that's a contributor. what he's right now. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I just cool. want to see what that guy was doing. Sure. Yeah, we can do that once in an episode too. Just check into like underrated players or something like that. Yeah. Bring up the stats or something like that. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap it up. Uh, do the normal ending segment of the episode today in NBA history, February 14th. Uh, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so February 14th in uh, 2018. Kevin Durant of the Golden State Warriors scored 50 points in a 117 to 123 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. So trivia question number one, what was the most points KD scored as a warrior? So most points in a game as a Golden State Warrior, what 50, do you think the, the number is? 52. Did he get a 50 point? He yeah, he, he just said it, it, scored 50 points in a loss on today's date back two years, three years ago. So while he was with the Warriors for three years, was it three years? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, what was his highest scoring? Yeah, what yeah. was his highest Was it that game? game? No. I put 52. Uh, his, you're close. It's 51. 51, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I guess there was like a three-game stretch there, four-game stretch, including that game um, that he scored over 40 points or something like that. I think like Curry that. was out then, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. I, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was question number one. We're moving on. February 14, 2016. The West defeated the East 196 to 173 in the 65th NBA All-Star game, which was in Toronto. So my question is, what is the highest scoring All-Star game in NBA history? Uh, so total points for the one that I just said was 369 total points. So if you can take a guess, kind of do some quick math. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the total? So I don't need a, like a score or anything, just a, a point total. So that the one I said, remember, was 369. What do you think the highest point total in NBA NBA history for the, all the All Star games? I think it's like 400, right? No. No. Not quite 400 oh. or over 400. Uh, not quite 400. It's it's not close either. So like 380? 370? Yeah, Oh, Peyton, you're really close. So it's 374. So it was the, the year after this one. Uh, the yeah, West I thought I was going to say, I was going to guess yeah. the year. I was going to be like, wasn't it the next year? Because I remember yep. I watched yep. that one. Yep, so the, the West beat the East 192 to 182. And I think the West <laughs> scored 100 and some points in the first half. Yeah, I think Paul points. George, yeah. I think Paul George had like 40 that game. I think he had 51 as yeah, well yeah. I when I, I was looking he, it up. Yep. He almost yep. broke the record. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that. So 374 total points in a game. That's nuts. This Last is year's why they, All-Star game. 
That's okay, why go ahead. What they did is <clears throat> yeah. perfect. This, Super, they, I was just going to say live. Oh did you guys God. watch it? Did you oh, watch? Yeah, yeah oh, that yeah. was a great all-star game. I love that game. The last, the fourth quarter of that game was awesome. Yes. It was so, perfect. They had dude, a re- Giannis was, had the, it was the final shots and LeBron James was guarding Giannis. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's not even to mention the other eight that were and on the Bede floor. went off that game too. Like, and I remember oh, Bead had insane. a great yeah. game. And they that had a fourth reason. quarter was the best basketball of the entire year. Clo- yeah. Close to it. Maybe the playoffs was better, <sighs> but for the regular season, that fourth quarter, those guys played so hard. So and fun. I know that it, it had something to do with you know the Kobe school. dying too, and yeah, that and, and the, yeah. The, they had like schools. They were fighting for charity too. Yeah, which made it more the re- they had the kids in attendance. The yep. kids rushed the floor after yeah. after they won. Like that was so awesome to watch. It, this it, is the first time anybody has talked about an All Star game since yeah. All Star game has been created. Yeah, like congratulations, Adam Silver, you did it. Like this mm-hmm. is a huge step because was- not only. It had it had playoff implications too, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there was some. Yeah, so, so there's a purpose. There's a reason that I mean, the dunk contest, the three point contest. I you think that does bring you got you got to no, keep no, no, them. Yeah, there. but yeah. I think it brings down the value and the. Uh, I don't, I don't know the the value of like the all star game. You have the best players supposed to be the best players on the court at one time like this should be a right. thing that we talk about every time that right. all-star voting should be a thing that we really really want to vote for because at the end of the game i want to see Giannis guarding lebron or lebron like i want to see that Giannis the, picked an absolute terrible team too like he, <laughs> yeah. he got roasted so for that yeah but he could he they contended too yeah. i think I think he, no, picked, like, Kemba, he picked Kemba Walker over James Harden, and then the, yeah. him and, that's what, like, the start of their well, wouldn't, beef. Wouldn't you do that? If, no, I'm taking if, fucking James if Harden. You, if I was drafting, I'm not drafting. I don't want James Harden on my all-star team. So like, you're, the guy who's going to shoot it every time. So a pickup basketball team. Some team pick, players. Pickup basketball game, you're not taking James Harden? Damn, he, I thought he was going to stay in here. I, I knew his picture was lagging. But yeah. I thought he was going to stay in. Yeah, it's still frozen on my screen. But, yeah, I, I to go back on it, I definitely agree. This was a, a change that was needed, and it, it's worked out perfectly for the NBA and for the All-Star game. Because, like, if you ask me, before last year, my tier list of stuff that I wanted to watch first for the All-Star weekend was, like, the dunk contest and the three-point contest, for sure. Because that, to me, was more fun than what the All-Star game was. Because the players just didn't give a shit back then, you know? Um, but the, now, one, the 2016 one was good too. I watched that right, one. Yeah. That was just because the, the scoring. That's yeah. all that was. I watched yeah. the I watched the Kobe. Like it was dope to watch LeBron and Kobe go at it at the end too. Yep. So. Yep. But yeah, it after last year's uh after last year's game, now the all-star game is what I want to watch the most. You know, the dunk I'm contest. I'm definitely gonna watch it contest. this year. I'm definitely yeah. gonna watch this. Dude, what's up with the players saying no? Like this is a waste of time. Like I you're muted, Peyton. Yeah, you're muted, Peyton. You might want to unmute your mic. I like I understand COVID or whatever, but you guys mm-hmm. are all supposed to be going upon these restrictions. Like there shouldn't be any worries about COVID during this all-star break. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder who's actually gonna be in the all-star. We should have mentioned this before we like at the beginning. No, nah, you get fined if I, you, I, you you get fined if you don't play in the all-star game. 
I so think there might be exceptions this year. I don't. Nah, I really be. don't think there's gonna. I there might not even be an All Star game this year. To be well, honest, right. with you. it's still like, up in the air, and I I, I think, think that, it's very plausible that we don't. None of this happens, or at least maybe some of it. They're gonna have All Stars. They're gonna have the All Star picks at least. So what we did was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that we should have mentioned that like yeah. all of this could not happen. Because mm-hmm. of COVID, you know, towns could make one phone call crying to Adam Silver and it's all done. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see whether or not they keep it. I hope they do, just because that's one thing that's kind of fun to look forward to, especially now with the new format for the All Star game. That's just, it's going to be great. great so, what do you guys think about the skills challenge? Uh, it's boring as hell. <laughs> I know. Okay. Thanks. I hate that. I was going to say, it's so dumb. Take, the, give us the three point dunk and make it more challenging. Yeah, throwing a basketball the through a fucking circle isn't difficult. Yeah. Like, and, like they've been. That's yeah. like they they're the most accurate passers in the world. They should be able to throw a fucking basketball through a fucking hoop. You know, Jason Tatum uh, made like a half court shot to beat Trey Young. And I that think was that's super the most awesome. entertaining uh, it's ever been, and nobody talked about it. So, yeah. I thought that point? was. Uh, I remember seeing that. That was fucking dope. I fucking. I'm not a big Trey Young fan, so I thought that was awesome that he just got <laughs> fucking beat right at the buzzer. Got a rob. So I think the Rising Stars game is still pretty – it's still kind of fun too just because yeah. you get to watch those younger players play against each other. Well, like but guys, I think like, what, they should, what they should do for the entire game is introduce that fourth quarter concept of the All-Star game every quarter. The first one in 24 points wins each quarter, and then whoever wins the most quarters wins. Otherwise, if it's two and two, you go into bump it up like, to like overtime. Four, bump it up to 40, though. Bump it up. Make it like a little bit more, you know? But yeah, it's like yeah. 24 is a little less. Like one guy. Well, just to, for the Kobe yeah, trivia, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, but they, I think that would make it more fun to watch. And yeah. the Rising Stars game is definitely the one that you can kind of toy around with to, to kind of experiment with things, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So what what is the rising star? Is that it's like the first it's two two rookie, freshman yeah, and sophomore? And, yep, freshman, freshman and sophomore. And sophomore. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then there's like a USA versus World Team always. That too. one's up. That one's pretty cool. That that's what it is. It's rising stars and it's USA versus World. Oh, so. I thought they had two different ones. But. No, but the thing about that is like, wow. and then the the celebrity all star game. Get wow. that shit out of here. It was only fun <laughs> when Kevin Hart was there. Kevin Hart yeah, made it's that so entire celebrity all star game. Because half dude, the plays aren't even basketball plays. They're traveling. They're double dude, dribbling. It's, it's so bad. boring. Yep. It's, and it's like none of – that's the same thing with, the like, the, the rising star. You got to make it more entertaining. You got to yep. give people a reason to try, whether it's money or whether it's, like, a new car. or I don't know what it is, but you got to have everybody buy into the concept. Otherwise, it's not – fun for viewers to watch it nobody wants mm-hmm. to watch a bunch of people half-ass a, a street basketball game with celebrities who nobody cares about mm-hmm. like i mean right. quavo made it oh my god quavo can shoot a basketball not like i see that on world star <laughs> every day on instagram oh my god a, a celebrity can shoot a basketball yeah so can i mean so jake retard jake old dunking at that one year was pretty cool though yeah yeah <laughs> All right, I got one more trivia question to wrap things up here for this episode. If you guys want to want to wrap it up here, yep. uh, <laughs> so we're going way back in time. This this for this one, February fourteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Three time All Star and one time NBA champion Richard Hamilton was born. 
You guys know who Richard Hamilton is? Rip, Rip yeah. Hamilton? Rip, okay. Rip. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard the name, but okay, Lee, uh, you need to enable screen sharing real quick because okay. I've got I've got some pictures of him that I'll I'll, I'll show you. You Lee, you you'll know who he is. You who know he is exactly who he is him. once you see the pictures. So he so my question is okay, before I show you these pictures, how many teams do you think Rip Hamilton played for? Uh, it's less than five. I'll give you that. Less yeah, I was gonna say three. it's four, right? It's it's three. So, uh, let me share my screen here. Here we go. There's the Trailblazers. Here we go. So the first team is with the Washington Wizards. That's who drafted him. He played there for I think two or three yeah. years, and so MJ was there before he. Yeah, retired. I was gonna say that was MJ. Yep, yep. So second one, Detroit Pistons. Yeah, and that's, that's yep, you know that's where... you remember him with the face mask thing too. I guess he broke his nose twice in one year, and the doctor said that he needed to wear a face mask in order to, like, not get reconstructive surgery. So, <laughs> and this is uh, I think was it two thousand and four when the Pistons won the championship with like Ben Wallace and Chauncey. Two thousand three, two thousand three or four, one of those. Yeah, teams. yeah, I think they beat the Lakers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was two thousand four with that super team of Gary Payton and right. Yeah, it, was 2000, yeah. it was 2003 because then they won 2001 and two lost and then Spurs okay. won it the next year. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's most known as a, as a Detroit Piston for sure. That's how I think of him when, whenever I hear his name. And then the last team here is with the Bulls. He was only there for two or three years. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's Richard Hamilton. I knew you'd recognize him right away once I show you the pictures. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, all right. Pretty interesting what stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Good episode. Um, to all you that are out there listening or watching us on YouTube or, like I said, listening on other platforms like Spotify, Google, whatever. Um, I haven't heard back from iHeartRadio if whether or okay. not we can get on there. So I might have to send him another email or something. Maybe nobody looked at it. That's probably what it was. <laughs> it was this guy sending me an email. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still trying to get that on there. Um, otherwise, keep showing us support on YouTube, anywhere else you listen to the podcast. Um, I'm having, I'm still having tons of fun doing this weekly podcast with you guys. Of course. Um, I know always, we're all yeah. always yeah. good to talk about basketball. And as long as we keep consistently doing this, it's only going to make us better. And I, I love doing this kind of stuff, talking about the NBA. So exactly. Yeah, we. Yeah, we just need a little bit more, like, give us some more fan input. You know, we're kind of going, we haven't got a lot, so we are going uh, kind of blind, just kind of what, what we think, you know, and I don't, I really don't think that's the best way for us to be better and do this, but, um, so anything helps. Every whether, little bit helps. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, you know, we'll take it, we'll take yep, it. Yep, for sure. So, um, in the next few weeks, I think we're going to have a special guest on, so, um, just a spoiler i'm not going to give it away who it is you guys probably already know but uh yeah that you have that to look forward to in the next couple weeks but other than that we'll keep trying out an episode a week and uh just kind of you know keep you guys informed of the nba stuff so um if that's it lee peyton got anything else to say all right then uh we'll see everybody next week Peace.